0: You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. are now entering the Sapphire Planet. In the Sapphire Planet. The physiology of dinosaurs has historically been a controversial subject, particularly their thermal regulation. Recently, many new lines of evidence have been brought to bear on dinosaur psychology generally including not only metabolic systems and thermoregulation, but on respiratory and cardiovascular systems as well. During the early years of dinosaur paleontology, it was widely considered that they were sluggish, cumbersome, and sprawling cold-blooded lizards. However, with the discovery of much more complete skeletons in western United States, starting in the 1870s, scientists could make more informed interpretations of dinosaur biology and physiology. Edward Drinker Cope, opponent of Othaniel Charles Marsh in the Bone Wars, propounded at least some dinosaurs as active and agile, and as seen in the painting of two fighting lalaps, produced under his direction by Charles R. Knight. In the parallel development of Bar- Darwin evolution and the discoveries of Archaeopteryx, led by Thomas Henry Huxley, to propose that dinosaurs were closely related to birds, Despite these considerations, the image of dinosaurs as large reptiles has not taken root, has already taken root. And most aspects of their paleobiology were interpreted as being typically reptilian for the first half of the 20th century. Beginning in the 1960s with the advent of the dinosaur renaissance, views of dinosaurs and their physiology have changed dramatically including the discovery of feathered dinosaurs in early Cretaceous Age deposits in China, indicating that birds evolved from highly actual manoraptorian dinosaurs. The study of dinosaurs began in the late 1820s in England. Pioneers in the field such as William Buckland, Gilden Mantell, and Richard Owen interpreted the first and very fragmentary remains belonging to the large quadrupedal beasts. Their early work can be seen today in the Crystal Palace dinosaur constructed in the 1850s, which we know present dinosaurs as elephant lizard-like reptiles. Despite these reptilian appearances, Owens speculated that dinosaurs' heart and respiratory systems were similar to that of a mammal instead of a reptile. Because both modern crocodilians and birds have four chamber hearts, albeit slightly modified in crocodilians, it is likely that it's a trait shared by all archaeosaurs, including all dinosaurs. While all modern birds have high metabolisms and are warm-blooded, otherwise known as endothermic, A vigorous debate has been ongoing since the 1960s regarding how far back in the dinosaur lineage this trait extends. Scientists disagree to whether non-avian dinosaurs were endothermic, ectothermic, or some combination of both. After non-avian dinosaurs were discovered, paleontologists first posited that the ectothermic, that they were ectothermic. This supposed cold-bloodedness was used to imply that the ancient dinosaurs were relatively slow, sluggish organisms, even though many modern reptiles are fast and light-footed despite relying on external sources of heat to regulate their body temperature. The idea of dinosaurs as ectothermic and sluggish remained prevalent view until Robert T. Bob Bark Baker, an early proponent of dinosaur endothermy, published his influential paper on the topic in 1968. Modern evidence indicates that even non-avian dinosaurs and birds thrived in cooler temperature climates and that at least some early species may have regulated their body temperature by internal biological means, aided by the animal's bulk in large species and feathers or other body coverings in smaller species. Evidence of endothermy in Mesozoic dinosaurs include the discovery of polar dinosaurs in Australia and Antarctica, as well as analysts of blood vessel structures within fossil bones that are typical of endotherms. Scientific debate continues regarding the specific ways in which dinosaur temperatures, regulations, evolved. In Saritian dinosaurs, highly meta- high metabolisms were supported by the evolution of the avian respiratory system, characterized by an extensive system of air sacs that extended the lungs, invaded many of the bones in the skeleton, making them hollow. Early avian style respiratory systems with air sacs may have been capable of sustaining higher activity levels than mammals of similar size and build could sustain. In addition to providing a very efficient supply of oxygen, the rapid airflow would have been an effective cooling mechanism, which is essential for animals that are active, but too large to get rid of all the excess heat through their own skin. Like other reptiles, dinosaurs are primarily uricotelic, that is, their kidneys extract nitrogenous waste from their bloodstreams and excrete it as uric acid instead of urea or ammonia via the ureters into the intestine. In most living species, uric acid is excreted along with the feces as a semi-solid waste. However, in at least some modern birds, such as hummingbirds, can be facultatively amniotelic, excreting most of the nitrogenous waste as ammonia. They also excrete creatine rather than creatine like mammals. This material, as well as the output from the intestines, emerges from the cloaca. In addition, Many species regulate pellets and fossil pellets that may have come from dinosaurs are are known from long ago as this in the Cretaceous period. The origin of birds from the dinosaur The scientific question with which larger groups of animals, birds evolved, has traditionally been called the origin of birds. The present scientific consensus that birds are a group of theropod dinosaurs that originated during the Mesozoic era. A close relationship between birds and dinosaurs was first proposed in the 19th century after the discovery of primitive bird Archaeopteryx in Germany Birds share many unique skeletal features with dinosaurs. Moreover, fossils of more than 20 species of dinosaurs have been collected with preserved feathers. There are even small dinosaurs, such as the Microraptor, which have long veined arm and leg feathers forming wings. The Jurassic basal alvean pedipina also shows these long foot feathers. Science concluded that this evidence is sufficient to demonstrate that avian evolution went through a four-winged stage. Fossil evidence also demonstrates that birds and dinosaurs share features such as hollow, pneumomized bones, gastroliths in the digestive system, nest building, and brood behaviors. The origin of birds has historically been a contentious topic with evolutionary biology. However, only a few scientists still debate the dinosaur origin of the birds, suggesting descent from other types of Archosaurian reptiles. With the consensus that supports Dosaurian ancestry, the exact sequence of evolutionary events that gave rise to the early birds within the Manoraptin theropods is hotly disputed. The origin of bird of flight is a separate but related question for which there are also several proposed answers. Scientific investigation in the origin of birds began shortly after the 1859 publication of Charles Darwin on the origin of species. In 1860, a fossilized feather was discovered in Germany's late Jurassic Solenhofen limestone. The finder of this fossil, Christian Erich Harmon von Meyer, described his this feather as an Archaeopteryx lithographica the next year. Richard Owen described a nearly complete skeleton in 1863, recognizing it as a bird despite many features reminiscent of reptiles, including clawed forelimbs and a long bony tail. Biologist Thomas Henry Huxley known as Darwin's bulldog for his tenacious support of the new theory of evolution, by means of natural selection, almost immediately seized upon Archaeopteryx as a transitional fossil between birds and reptiles. Starting in 1868, and following earlier suggestions by Karl Genbauer and Edward Drinker Cope, Huxley made detailed comparisons of Archaeopteryx with various prehistoric reptiles and found that it was the most similar to dinosaurs like Hypsilodon and Comsognathus. The discovery in the late 1870s of the iconic Berlin specimen of Archaeopteryx, complete with a set of reptilian teeth, provided further evidence Huxley was the first to propose an evolutionary relationship between birds and dinosaurs. Although Huxley was opposed by the very influential Owen, his conclusions were accepted by many biologists, including Baron Franz Napska, while others notably Harry Seeley argued that the similarities were due to convergent evolution. A turning point came in the earliest twentieth century with the writings of Gerhard Hellman of Denmark. An artist by trade, Hellman had a scholarly interest in birds and from nineteen thirteen to nineteen sixteen, expanding on earlier work by Othenio Abel, published the results of his research in several parts, dealing with the anatomy, embryology, behavior, paleontology, and evolution of birds. His work, originally written in Danish as Vor Nurad Witten an flas was compiled, translated into English, and published in 1926 as The Origin of Birds. Like Huxley, Hellman compared Archaeopteryx and other birds to an extensive list of prehistoric reptiles and also came to the conclusion that theropod dinosaurs like Kompansagathis were the most similar. Hellman noted that birds had cloves, clavicles, or collarbones, fused to form a bone at the furcal or the wishbone. And while clavicles were known in more primitive reptiles, they had not yet been recognized in dinosaurs since he was a firm believer in Dolo's law, which states that evolution is not reversible. Hellman could not accept that clavicles were lost in dinosaur and re-evolved in birds. He was therefore forced to rule out dinosaurs as bird ancestors and ascribe all their similarities to convergent evolution. Heilman stated that bird ancestors would instead be found among the more primitive Theracont-grade of reptiles. Heilman's extremely thorough approach ensured that this book became a classic in the field, and its conclusions on bird origins, as as with most other topics, were accepted by nearly all evolutionary biologists for the next four decades. Clavicles are relatively delicate bones and therefore in danger of being destroyed or at least damaged beyond recognition. Nevertheless, some fossil theropod clavicles had actually been excavated before Hellman wrote this book, but these had been misidentified. The absence of clavicles in dinosaurs became the orthodox view despite the discovery of clavicles in the primitive theropod Sigurusus, in 1936. The next report of clavicles in dinosaurs was in a Russian article in 1983. Contrary to what Hellman believed, paleontologists now accept that clavicles, and in most cases, ferculia are a standard feature, not just of theropods, but of sericean dinosaurs. Up to the late 2007, ossified ferculia made of bone rather than cartilage have been found in all types of theropods except the most basal ones, Euroraptor and Herasaurus. The original report of furcula in primitive theropod Sarasaurus in 1936 was reconfirmed by a re-examination in the year 2005 joined, furcudial-like clavicles have also been found in Masopondylus and early Jurassic sauropodomorphs. We march on. The tide began to turn against the theconate hypothesis after the 1964 discovery of a new theropod dinosaur in Montana. In 1969, this dinosaur was described and named Dianchias by John Ostrom of Yale University. The next year, Ostrom re-described the specimen as Pterodactylus in the Dutch Tyler Museum, as another skeleton of Archaeopteryx. The specimen consisted mainly of a single wing and its description made Ostrom aware of the similarities between the wrists of Archaeopteryx and of Dionycus. In 1972, British paleontologists hypothesized that birds arose not from thiocondits, but from crocodilian ancestors like Sphenosuchus. Ostrom's work with both theropods and early birds led him to respond with a series of publications in the mid 70s in which he laid out the many similarities between birds and theropod dinosaurs, resurrecting the idea first put forth by Huxley over a century before. Ostrom's recognition of the dinosaurian ancestry of birds, along with other new ideas about dinosaur metabolism, activity levels, and parental care, began what is known as the dinosaur renaissance, which began in the 1970s and continues until this day. Ostrom's revelation also coincided with the increasing adaptation of phylogenetic systems, or cladistics, which began in the 1960s with the work of Willie Henning. Cladistics is a method of arranging species based strictly on the evolutionary relationships, using a statistical analysis of their anatomical characteristics. In the 1980s, cladistic mythology was applied to dinosaur phylogeny for the first time and showing unequivocally that birds were a derived group of theropod dinosaurs. Early analysis suggests that dromaeosaurid theropods like Deongacus were particularly closely related to birds, a result that has been corroborated many times since. In the early 1990s, saw the discovery of spectacularly preserved bird fossils in several early Cretaceous geological formations in the northeastern Chinese province of Liling. In 1996, Chinese paleontologist described Sino-sauroprotrex as a new genus of bird from the Yixican Formation. But this animal was quickly recognized as a theropod dinosaur, closely related to Comsognathus. Surprisingly, its body was covered by long filament structures. These were dubbed proto-feathers and considered homologous with the more advanced feathers of birds. Although some scientists disagree with the assessment, Chinese and North American scientists describe Caudiopetrix and Protocorpiex soon after. Based on skeletal features, these animals were non-avian dinosaurs. But their remains bore fully formed feathers, closely resembling those of birds. There is one footnote that's quite interesting. I don't know if you've read the article, but Archaeoraptor described without peer review in a 1999 issue of All Things, The National Geographic, turned out to be a smuggled forgery that made the cover of the magazine. It had its own article and was quickly debunked. But legitimate remains continue to pour out of the Yixian, both legally and illegally. Feathers and proto-feathers have been found on a wide variety of theropods in the Yixian, and discoveries of extremely bird-like dinosaurs, as well as dinosaur-like primitive birds, have almost entirely closed the morphology gap between the theropods and the birds. A small minority, including ornithologists, continue to assert that birds are instead the descendants of early archosaurs, archosaurs, such as longsquama or eupocheria. Embryological studies of bird development biology have raised questions about digit homology in the bird's and dinosaur's forelimbs. However, due to the cogent evidence provided by comparative anatomy and phylogenetics, as well as the dramatic feathered dinosaur fossil from China, the idea that birds are derived dinosaurs, first championed by Huxley and later by Napska Ostrom, enjoys near unanimous support among today's paleontologists. The new theory of bird origins suggests selection for the expansion of skeletal muscle rather than the evolution of flight was the driving force for the emergence of this clade. Muscles became larger in prospectively endothermic saurians as a response to the loss of vertebrae mitochondrial uncoupling protein UCP1, which is Thermogenic In mammals, UCP1 functions within brown adipose tissue to protect newborns against hypothermia. In modern birds, skeletal muscles serves as a similar function and is presumed to have done so in their ancestors. In this view, bipedalty and other avian skeleton alterations were side effects of muscle hyperplasia, which further evolutionary modifications of the forelimbs, including adaptations for flight or swimming, and vestilogy being secondary consequences of two-leggedness. Archaeopteryx has historically been considered the first bird, or ervogel. Although new fossil discoveries fill the gap between the theropods and archaeopteryx, as well as the gap between archaeopteryx and modern birds, phylogenetic taxonomists, in keeping with tradition, almost always use archaeopteryx as a specific specifier to help define aves. Aves has rarely been defined as a crown group consisting only of modern birds. Nearly all paleontologists regard birds as a coleosaurian theropod dinosaurs. Within Choleosauria, multiple cladistic analysis have found support for a clade named Maniraptor, consisting of Therizinosaurids, oviraptorosaurs, Trudontids, Dromosaurids, and birds. Of these, Dromaeosaurids and truandins are usually united in the clade Deinconceria, which is a sister group to birds, within the stem clade Pavaris. Other studies have proposed alternate physiologies in which certain groups of dinosaurs usually considered non-avian, may have evolved from avian ancestors. For example, a 2002 analysis found that oviraptosaurus were basal avians. Alvaceurids, known from Asia and the Americas, have been variously classified as basal manoraptors, parvians, the sister taxon of omniothorosaurs, as well as specialized early birds. The genus Ranivis, originally described as an early bird, has been identified as a non-avian dramosaurid in several studies. Dramosaurids and trudonites themselves have also been suggested to lie within the aves rather than just outside it. Archaeopteryx is the first good example of feathered dinosaur, was discovered in 1861. The first specimen was found in the Solenhofen limestone in southern Germany, which is a Lagerstadt, a rare and remarkable geological formation, known for its superbly detailed fossils. Archaeopteryx is a transitional fossil which features clearly intermediate between those of non-avian theropod dinosaurs and birds. Discovered just two years after Darwin's seminal origin of the species, its discovery spurred the nascent debate between proponents of evolutionary biology and creationism. This early bird is so dinosaur-like that without clear impression of feathers in the surrounding rock, at least one specimen was mistaken for Kamsugathus. Since the 1990s, a number of additional feathered dinosaurs have been found, providing even stronger evidence of the close relationship between dinosaurs and modern birds. The first of these were initially described as simply filamentous proto-feathers, which were reported in dinosaur lineages as primitive comsogethnes and tyrannosaurs. However, feathers indistinguishable from those of modern birds were soon found after in non-avian dinosaurs as well. A small minority of researchers have claimed that the simple proto protofeather structures that are simply the results of decomposition of collagen fiber under the dinosaur skin or in fins along their back, and that the species with unquestionable feathers such as Oviraptosaurus and Dromosaurus are not dinosaurs, but true birds unrelated to dinosaurs. However, the majority of studies have concluded that feathered dinosaurs are in fact dinosaurs, and that the simple filaments of unquestionable theropod resemble simple feathers. Some researchers have demonstrated the presence of color-bearing melanin in the structures, which would be expected in feathers, but not in collagen fibers. Others have demonstrated using studies of modern bird decomposition, that even advanced feathers appeared philatomous when subject to the crushing forces experienced during fossilization, and that the supposed proto-feathers may have been more complex than previously thought. Detailed examination of protofeathers of the Sinosauropertrex prima show that the individual feathers consisted of a central quill with thinner barbs branching off from it similar to, but more primitive in structure, than modern bird feathers. Because feathers are often associated with birds, feathered dinosaurs are often touted as the missing link between birds and dinosaurs. However, the multiple skeletal features also shared by the two groups represent the more important link for paleontologists, Furthermore, it is increasingly clear that the relationship between birds and dinosaurs and the evolution of flight are more complex topics than previously realized. For example, while it was once believed that birds evolved from dinosaurs in one linear progression, some scientists conclude that dinosaurs, such as the Dramasaurus, may have evolved from birds, losing the power of flight while keeping their feathers in a manner similar to a modern ostrich, and other rat types. Comparison of birds and dinosaur skeletons, as well as cladistic analysis, strengthen the case for the link, particularly for the branch of theropods called manoraptors. Skeletal similarities include the neck, pubis, wrist, semi-lunate carpal, arm and pectoral girdle, shoulder blade, clavicle, and breastbone. The study comparing embryonic, embryonic juvenile and adult archaeosaur skulls conclude that bird skulls are derived from those of theropod dinosaurs by progenesis, a type of paleomorphic heterochrony, which resulted in retention of juvenile characteristics of the ancestors. Meat, large meat-eating dinosaurs Now we go on to the lungs, now that we've finished the skeleton and the feathers. So here we go to the lungs. Large meat-eating dinosaurs have a complex system of air sacs similar to those found in modern birds, according to investigations. In theropod dinosaurs, carnivores that walked on two legs and had bird-like feet, flexible soft tissue air sacs likely pumped air through the stiff lungs as it is the case in birds. What was once formally considered unique to birds was present in some form of ancestor of birds. Now we go on to the heart. Computed tomography or CT scans conducted in 2000 in the chest cavity of the specimen ornithopod Thelosaurus found the apparent remnants of a complex four-chamber hearts, like found today, mammals and birds. The idea is controversial within the scientific community, coming under fire for bad anatomical science or simply wishful thinking. A study published in 2011 applied multiple lines of inquiry to the question on the object's identity including more advanced CD scanning, histology, X-ray diffraction, X-ray photoelectron spectrography, and scanning electron microscopy. From these methods, the authors found that the object's internal structures does not include chambers, but is made up of three unconnected areas of lower density material and is not comparable to the structure of an ostrich heart. The walls are composed of sedimentary minerals not known to be produced in biological systems, such as geophyte, feldspar minerals, quartz, gypsum, as well as some plant fragments, carbon, nitrogen, phosphorus, chemical elements important to life were lacking in their samples, and cardiac cellular structures were absent. There was one possible patch with animal cellular structures. They found that their data supported identification of a concentration of sand from the burial environment, but not the heart, with the possibility that isolated areas of tissue were preserved. The question of how this find reflects metabolic rates of dinosaurs, internal anatomy is moot. Although regardless of the object's identity, both modern crocodilians and birds, the closest living relatives of dinosaurs, have four chamber hearts, albeit modified in crocodilians. So, dinosaurs probably had them as well. The structure is not necessarily tied to the metabolic rate. Okay, how did they sleep? Fossils of the Trinidadans, me, and Sornithides demonstrate that dinosaurs slept like certain modern birds, with their heads tucked under their arms. This behavior, which helped to keep their head warm, is also characteristic of modern birds. When laying eggs, female birds grow to a special type, grow a special type of bone in their limb. This medullary bone forms a calcium-rich layer inside the hard outer bone and is used as calcium source to make eggshells. The presence of endostelia, derived bone tissue, lining the interior marrow, cavitates a portion of the Tynosaurus rex specimen, hind limb, suggesting that T. rex used similar reproductive strategies and revealed that the specimen is a female. Further research has found medullary bones in the theropod allosaurus and ornithopod tenosaurus. Because of this line of dinosaurs that include the allosaurus and the tyrannosaurus, diverge from the line that led to the tenotosaurus very early in the evolution of dinosaurs. This suggests that dinosaurs in general produce medullary tissue. Brooding in care of young, several specimens have been found nesting, or just resting over the eggs in its nest in a position most reminiscent of brooding. Numerous dinosaur species for example, Mayasora have been found in herds mixing both very young and adult individuals, suggesting rich interactions between them. A dinosaur embryo was found without teeth, which suggests some parental care was required to feed the young dinosaur. Possibly, the adult dinosaur regurgitated food into the dinosaur's mouth. This behavior is seen in numerous bird species. Parents' birds regurgitate food into the hatchling's mouth. Both birds and dinosaurs use gizzard stones. These stones are swallowed by animals to aid digestion and break down food and hard fibers once they enter the stomach. When found in association with fossils, gizzard stones are called gastroliths Gizzard stones have also been found in some fish, such as the mullet, mud shad, and gillaroo, a type of trout, and how about this in crocodiles? On several occasions, the extraction of DNA and proteins from Mesozoic dinosaur fossils have been claimed, allowing for comparison with birds. Several proteins have putatively been detected in dinosaur fossils, including hemoglobin. In the March 2005 issue of Science, scientists announced the discovery of a flexible material resembling actual soft tissue inside a 68 million year old Tyrannosaurus Rex leg bone specimen of MOR1125 from the Hell Creek Formation in Montana the seven collagen types obtained from the bone fragments compared to collagen data from the living birds specifically a chicken suggesting that older theropods and birds were closely related the soft tissue allowed a molecular comparison of cellular anatomy and protein sequencing of collagen tissue published in 2007 both of which indicated that T. rex and birds are more closely related to each other, is to an alligator. A second molecular study robustly supported the relationship of birds to dinosaurs, though it did not place birds within theropoda as expected. The study utilized eight additional collagen sequences extracted from a femur of the mummified Brachyophorosaurus canidus specimen, or MOR2598, a hadrosaur. However, these results have been very controversial. No other peptides of a Mesozoic age have been reported. In the year 2008, it was suggested that the presumed soft tissue was in fact a bacterial microfilm, In response, it was argued that these very microfilms protected the soft tissue. Another objection was the result could have been caused by contamination. In the year 2015, under more controlled conditions safeguarding against contamination, the peptides were still identified. In 2017, a study found that a peptide was present in the bone of a modern ostrich that was identical to that found in the Tyrannosaurus and Brachiosophosaurus specimens, highlighting the danger of a cross-contamination. The successful extraction of ancient DNA from dinosaur fossils has been reported on two, that's two separate occasions. But upon further inspection and peer review, Neither of these reports could be confirmed. Debates about the origin of bird flight are almost as old as the idea that birds evolved from dinosaurs, which arose soon after the discovery of Archaeopteryx in 1862. Two theories have dominated most of the discussions since then. The cursorial from the ground up theory, proposes that birds evolve from small, fast predators that ran on the ground. And then there's the arboreal, which is from the trees down. Theory proposes that the powered flight evolved from unpowered gliding by arboreal tree climbing animals. A more recent theory, wing assisted incline running is a variant of the cursorial theory that proposes that wings were developed, their aerodynamic functions, as a result of the very need to run quickly up very steep slopes such as trees, which would have helped small feathered dinosaurs escape from predators. The cursorial, the ground up theory, This hypothesis proposes that some fast-running animals with long tails use their arms to keep their balance while running. Modern versions of this theory differ in many details, mainly as a result of discoveries in current times. Some theorize that increasing the surface area of the outstretched arms could have helped small cursorial predators keep their balance and that the scales of the forearms elongated, evolving into feathers. The feathers could have also been used to trap insects or other prey. Progressively, the animals leapt for longer distances, helped by their evolving wings. It was proposed three stages of the evolution of flight in this hypothesis. First, animals developed passive flights in which developing wind structure served as a sort of parachute. Second, they achieved active flight by flapping their wings. They used Archaeopteryx as an example of the second stage. Finally, birds gained the ability to soar. Current thought is that feathers did not evolve from scales because feathers are made of different proteins. The theory assumes that the feathers evolved as part of the evolution of flight, and recent discoveries prove that assumption false. Feathers are very common in coleosaurian dinosaurs. Modern birds are classified as coelurosaurs by nearly all paleontologists, although not by a few ornithologists. The modern version of From the Ground Up hypothesis argues that bird ancestors were small, feathered, ground-running, predatory dinosaurs, rather like roadrunners in their hunting style, that used their forelimbs for balance while pursuing prey, and their forelimbs and feathers later evolved in a way to provide gliding and powered flight. Your journey is now ending. the sapphire planet.